Hey guys, welcome back to Anything and Everything with He. That's me, Jordan Buhat. And today I want to talk about some childhood stuff. My uh, Edmonton Oilers are doing very well. And yeah, but I think that's pretty much what I would like to talk about. Maybe talk about some happiness stuff towards the end because I love to talk about being happy. And I love for you guys to be happy. So let's see what we can fit in today. But it's just you and me and anything and everything. So welcome back. I just got home from shooting some Gronish for all of you who watch Gronish or for the people on here who do not watch Gronish. That's what I do for basically my day job. If that is one of my jobs is that I am a character named Vivek Shah on Gronish. Actually, you know what? If you don't watch Gronish and you're actually listening to the podcast, I would love to know where you found me from. That's kind of an interesting thought. <laughs> um, so we, uh, yeah, we were shooting. I'm trying to decide how we can say stuff from today without giving anything away, but we were shooting some Gronish today. And guys, there was this huge crow. This, you know, you know that this crow was just massive because we were shooting some scenes. We were outside. It was just myself, Trevor, and Diggy just sitting and talking. And this giant crow would would caw its life away in the middle of our scene. How inconvenient, right? How inconsiderate of the crow. Um, but it was it was funny because I would like to think that I don't necessarily break too much. And when I say break, I mean when I'm in the middle of a scene and I just laugh and can't hold it together. Uh, it's a tough call, though. I feel like I do break sometimes. Anyway, I broke. And <laughs> this crow just kept on crowing, and I couldn't stop laughing. And thank goodness everyone else on production thought it was funny, too. Because I never want to feel like I'm wasting anybody's time. But every time I would talk, the crow would just come on back and just caw its life away. (laughs) And the camera was only on me. So they were only getting my coverage, which means they had no one else in the shot. And they were only shooting me to get my face on the screen. And Trevor and Diggy were not being covered. So they could break all they want. But I was supposed to not. It was very hard. It was very hard. And (laughs) I had something like six costume changes today, which is unusual for me. For those who don't know, that's unusual. Something like six costume changes because after I did the scenes with Trevor and Diggy, I had to go and do, I got to go do some selfie scenes. Let me tell you guys, whenever those come out, (laughs) They are just so silly. Vivek is a very special person, guys. It's very hot in LA today. Super hot. I was sweating a lot. And we were outside as well. So thank goodness I had my deodorant. And am I the only 20, almost 27-year-old who uses Old Spice? I feel like people think it's an old person deodorant. But, and this is not an ad, by the way. If that went, that would be amazing. If this was an ad, but it's not. I'm just, I'm just on my podcast talking about my deodorant. Let's move on, shall we? 
I had a great day at work. I hope you guys also had a good day at work or whatever it is it is that you were doing today. Maybe you're just starting now and it's 8.08 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and you're just starting work. Like me, I'm working right now. Yay! But it's not even work when I get to talk to you guys. So I wanted to talk about childhood. I kind of love going back in time and seeing what the blazes went on to get me to where I am today. Because it's I, I it's it's an incremental system. It's it's incremental or it's like every step that I took to get here to where I am today, I'm on Gronish, which is amazing. I live in Los Angeles. I moved away from home. You know, I have a long, I'm in a long distance relationship. Like all, every single step I took in the past affects where I am today. So I kind of wanted to look at my childhood, and I I, I want to be able to relate to other people because I feel like this probably I'm definitely not the only one in the world who has this kind of a story, and I just love to share it so that those of us who shared similar stories or those who are at least you know can feel em- empathy for uh, the ways other people were raised. I think it's a great storytelling. So if you connect with this or if you had a different way that you were raised, hit me up in the DMs on Instagram, Jordan Buhat, or on YouTube, or on Twitter, or on TikTok. Guys, I'm just having a blast with all of the social platforms right now. Um, so yeah, childhood. Where am I from? I'm from Edmonton, Alberta which is in Canada, and I was born 1992, which means I am 26 years old today, and on November 30th, so I said that really roundabout, November 30th, 1992, Edmonton, Alberta. I love Edmonton, and I say that, (laughs) I say that now that I'm gone, as in I love snow, and I love the cold, and I love my Oilers, which are the Edmonton Oilers. That's the hockey team there in the NHL and the National Hockey League. And I love my family. And Edmonton now is this place of nostalgia for me that I love it more that I'm not there. Yeah, I think that's one of those things where you kind of miss things when you're uh, when you don't have them anymore. But it's born 1992 to my father, Patrick Buhat, and. We'll get to my mother in just a little bit, but my father, Pat, or as my family basically knows him as Eric for some wild reason, my grandmother called him Eric all of his life, and no one has any clue why. (laughs) And yeah, I grew up with him, and he's my best friend. That man is my best friend. I miss him every day. I should text him every single day, and we talk a lot a lot about quads and a lot about his car he's trying to sell his car right now so if you want to buy a car hit him up he's on instagram (laughs) and on facebook um yeah we it feels like for a lot of our lives it was me and him you know just living life and it's weird because I ended up living with my mom when I was turned 14 years old just because, you know, my dad um, and my mom had a conversation and thought it would be best that I moved in with my mom during high school. And not in a in a 
in a bad parenting way at all. It was just, you know, we didn't have as much money as we would have liked. So um, it was basically simply, basically simply, wow, there you go, that we had more food at my mom's house. So we decided I would go live there. At least that's what I think. That's I have such a hazy memory of anything that goes on. So, um, but yeah, you know what? Let's just, let's just go for it. Um, I was born, um, having, this is weird actually kind of talking about it and thinking about it now. I guess I didn't really know my biological mom growing up. And there's so many stories and I truthfully don't know what the real one is. But I met my biological mom when I was 10 years old. Now, the mom that I had moved into, uh, moved in with when I was 14 years old, that's who I consider uh, my mom to this day. She raised me. She gave me all the love. And I called her mommy. And that is, uh, that's my mom, you know. And I knew her since I was three years old anyway. So, to be kind of clearer, there was some sort of event where my biological mom was out of my life um, by the time I was three years old, and I met my mom that I know to this day when I was three years old, so it was a really quickish transition where I was so young that I didn't really know what was going on <laughs> i didn't know what was going on i didn't know i i couldn't comprehend the idea that i had lost or that i had gained a new person in my life and you know because i probably started speak i wonder what my first word was i would love to know that um I probably started speaking around that time, right? When I would say mommy or mom or daddy or anything like that. And my, uh, I grew up believing that um, the mom I met when I was three was my biological mom. And to this day, I love her so much. Mm. So then it was, uh, yeah, I had, we'll get to my biological mom later on, but it's, my dad and me and my mom and we lived in this uh he <laughs> it's funny because i moved around so much i can i think i can count that i've moved around s- close to 30 times and that's not an exaggeration i've moved close to 30 times in my life and that's just from house to house within the same city that i try and say well i moved and i moved here and i moved here but i only moved probably like 20 minutes away to the next house because of you know the whatever went on between my mom and my my uh, biological mom and my dad when I was 1 to 2 years old and then you know met my my mom when I was 3 and I would assume that we moved in with my it was like my dad and my mom at that point anyway they got married when I was five years old, and I remember that day. The thing I remember most about that day was that I had these McDonald's fries, and 
I was just mowing down on those things. And I, you know, I knew it was a fancy day. All right, we were all wearing our little tuxedos and our, uh, our clothes, and my hair was all done really well. Someone took my fries away. Someone took them, and I don't know who. I think it was my grandmother, and I was just livid. I did not give a flying hoot that it was someone's wedding because someone took my fries. Someone took them, and I was crying. I remember that. I remember that very much. Oh, I think my mom got my fries back, but sorry for taking away from your special day there when I was five years old. But come on, guys. And to this day, I, like, I don't take my food at all. Please. I think I developed that uh, Joey doesn't share food. Jordan doesn't share food kind of situation from that. I would like to thank that. See that, guys? See? Step by step, everything happens in my past and just kind of comes up to now. Follows up. And, yeah, so we they were married. They were married, and we lived in Sherwood Park until I was seven years old. And then they got a divorce. And I moved with, I went and lived with my dad. I, th- I believe my mom went to go live in Calgary. And I... Um, and then I don't know exactly everything that happened with her. Then I'm going to have her on this podcast during Christmas time. And so it was just me and my dad again from probably seven years old till around maybe a year and a half later. Scott, it had to have been something like that because then I remember my mom coming back one day. My dad was, picking me up from my grandma's and my mama's is what I call her mama. And he said, I've got a surprise for you. There's someone in the car who would love to see you. Something of that paraphrasing situation. And I, uh, I was like, who the, who the blazes is this going to be? Who is this? And I got into the car and I didn't even recognize uh, my mom, my mom that my dad married when I was five years old because she had dyed her hair and I believed it was darker. It was darker than I had remembered and I got in the car. I was like, I I was in shock, I think. I didn't, I slightly didn't recognize her, but then I saw her and from that moment on, it was just, you know, again, I was... um. I had such love for my mom, so from that moment on, it was back to business. And, you know, I I love that she came back. She came back for me, guys, you know? That's, that's, that's my mom that I love to this very day and who I call my mom and who I can't wait to see at Christmas. And she came back from Calgary to, I like to, you know, I'm sure there's many other reasons, but to think that she came back to be my mom and I'm so glad that she did because to this day there's you know of course there's the kind of relationship that my dad and her um, can have because now they're both married to other people and they kept I'm very grateful for the friendship that they kept while they were raising me while they were separated right and this and like she wasn't even really my biological mom and she came back for me and she gave me all the love and she you know 
helped raise me from that point on. <laughs> yeah. I was still living with my dad, and I believe my mom uh, was in Shore Park, and that's just, it's only like 20 minutes max outside of Edmonton where I was born. And I had moved from like school to school to school up to this point. I can remember going, what was my first school? I was like at Queen E, I believe. Something like, oh, no, it was Madonna. Madonna. Oh, and before that it was St. Okay, so Mills Haven. Mills Haven in Sherwood Park was my grades one and two. And then I went to like this St. Pius school for the last half of grade two. And then for grade three. Oh, and then before Mills Haven, I was at Madonna. Uh, so it went Madonna for like kindergarten or something like that. And then Mills Haven for one to two and a half. And then St. Pius, which was the last half of two. And then I went to St. Gerard from three to six. So look at that, a little bit of uh, uh, routine, you know, consistency in my life. And then from grades seven to nine, and if there are Americans listening to this podcast, I am saying grade nine, because it's not ninth grade in Canada. So seven to nine, I went to St. Cecilia, which was um, also in Edmonton, and we were the St. Cecilia Tigers. Oh, we were the Tigers. I loved that. I was on a couple teams there, um, but yeah, that was a, a Tigers. You gotta, you gotta have a cool name for your high schools, right? When you play, when you play on sports teams, because I'll tell you the other team, the other names of my other high schools. So then, after grade nine, so there's grade ten. In grade ten, I went to Archbishop O'Leary, Archbishop O'Leary, and we were the Spartans, and I thought that was so bad. And uh, then, but then I switched schools and I went to Archbishop Jordan. Hey, that's where I landed for grade, this last half of grade 10 to my graduation year in grade 12. Look at all that. I mean, I feel like that's more than the average school situation. I feel like people. This is why, like, I wish I had those friends that people had since they were in kindergarten, you know, and they went all the way through grade 12, but I just didn't. I didn't because I moved schools way too much, and people had their friends, and I was really shy. I was out, I'm, I was outgoing, and I was full of energy, but I was really shy, and, I, and I'm still to this day, you know, I didn't like to barge into people's friendships because I didn't think I was going to be accepted, and I was really nervous getting to know people. I wanted people to like me, and I you know, I, I reckon a lot of kids wanted that when they were um, growing up. Um, so when I think about today, I definitely have now grown out of that, and I remember a time in my adult life still where I was like super nervous. And actually, you know what? No, I'm still kind of nervous to go up to people because I don't... I, I don't know what it is. I just don't feel like I need to insert myself into a situation. And I've actually learned how to deal with that. Now that I think about it, I have learned. And what I do is if I'm nervous 
to meet someone, I go in and I, if they're all having conversations, I go and I just listen. And I absorb whatever information that they're all giving and then I find a way to insert myself into the conversation. I don't force myself being like, hey, I have something to say or I jump quickly onto someone's opinion. No, 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 no. I sit back and I listen and I observe and I learn who you are and I learn what you like and then I can, you know, decide whether or not I want to engage or not, right? So I think I've adapted as I've grown up. Um, Yes, those are all my school that I went to, but that, in the middle of that, guys, let's see. So when I was 10 years old, I was, I believe, somewhere in between grade three and grade four, something like that. So this is after my dad and my mom got a divorce. I was 10 years old, and my mom wanted to take me to England because my mom was Welsh. So we wanted to go to England and go to Wales and see some family. But it's where things get interesting. I needed to have permission from my biological mom to be able to leave the country. I need permission. And she was... So they did some form of getting in contact with my biological mom, and she said, yeah, no, that sounds good. However, I would like to meet him. And so I met her when I met my biological mom as a functioning child, not, you know, one to two years old when I have no clue what's going on. But I met my biological mom when I was 10 years old. That's kind of how I like to think about it. And surprise, surprise, I had a sister, a sister who is uh, uh, just a year and a bit older than me, you know? So that was so cool. I, and I, so I didn't actually appreciate this until I was actually in my 20s, but it was so cool having a sister. She was so nice to me when I was a 10 years old kid. She would like cook me breakfast and she would play games with me and she would play soccer with me. And oh, she was amazing. She is amazing. Guys, my sister is the bomb, just so you know. Oh, anyway. Yeah, so I met my biological mom and my sister when I turned 10 years old. And I think I saw them, the conditions where I would see them every second weekend up until I left for England or something like that. And um, that went on for a few months. I really, like, not a great concept of time of how how long that was. I reckon it was probably just a couple months. I think maybe eight visits every two weeks. Not a lot, actually. Maybe four visits every two weeks. Uh, I can't remember, guys. I was so young, 10 years old. And I, um, yeah, you know, it was fun. I got to meet all the family, and I don't remember a lot about it, but I remember I had a good time. I was nervous. I was nervous because, <laughs> you know, you want to know something funny. I. My my dad, okay, so how about I tell you about when my mom and dad told me that I had a biological mom? 
they sat me down in the kitchen. I remember the house, and I remember what it looked like. It was this wooden kind of, uh, you know, those 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 uh, fake tiled floors, and the doors are like that dark red slash dark brown kind of weird color, and uh, carpet is that white gray kind of color, and and we sat at the table in the kitchen, and they said, we have something to tell you. And I was like, okay, what's going down here, guys? And they said, so your mom is not your mom. And you know what I said? (laughs) I said, I know. I think I know, at least. (laughs) <laughs> I said, I know, guys. Like, that is n- not what they were going to expect at all. I, Your mom is not your mom. I know. What? Because my grandmother, my dad's mom, was subliminally or something telling me as I was grown up, growing up that I had a biological mom. This is not how my dad wanted me to find out. And I didn't really believe her or something. I don't know. Um, But she would just, like, tell me. She's like, this is your sister or, like, your mom, blah, blah, blah. She would tell me things as I was growing up. And I was like, what? What are you you talking about? I don't have a sister and that's not my mom. What are you you talking about? (laughs) And so when they told me, it all just, like, slid into place. And I was like, Oh, okay, I buy this now. I know. I know that. <laughs> and my dad like ran into the room, into like his bedroom. I don't even know what his bedroom looked like. I can't remember. But he ran into his bedroom and and he's like after he told me. So so okay, okay, okay. So I'm I'm starting to it's starting to hit me again. So he, they told me, "Your mom's not your mom." And then he ran away. <laughs> I think he was so scared or something. I don't know. He ran away. And then I told my mom, I was like, I know. And then my dad poked his head out of his bedroom. And he was like, what? Like, so confused. It wasn't angry. It was like, it was a kind of, what? What do you mean? And I told him, and he was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's not how they wanted me to find out. But, yeah, that was pretty funny. So, yeah, I, that's how they told me. And then I started hanging out with my biological mom and my sister every second week, and they were really nice. Um, I didn't – well, I was just so nervous. I, actually, I was just super nervous. They were, of course, great hosts. Great hosts. What a weird thing to say. They were really nice to me, and I was just so confused, you know? I didn't know what to say. Like, at one point, my mom said, I love you. And then she asked me to say, I love you back. And I was like, um, I don't know. I'm so nervous. I don't know what this means or anything. And and then I said, I love you back. But I was, like, so scared. And I didn't know what to do. So, eventually, I uh, just didn't see my biological mom. After that one weekend, um, we the visits just stopped. And I was waiting on the steps. And I thought she was going to pick me up. And I wasn't picked up. <laughs> and my dad uh, 
said, let's get out of here. So we uh, we left. And I don't know what that situation was, but um, I think it had something to do with my birthday. So my birthday, that year when I was turning 11, I was, again, I was so nervous, guys. And I wanted to spend my birthday with my family that I knew, you know, the family that I grew up with, with my mom's family and my dad's family. Not that there was so much of my dad's family there, but I grew up really, I, I really started to get close to, like, my mom's family, the one that my dad um, married. And so I told my biological mom, uh, I want to have my birthday with my family, you know, with um, the one that I know. And I asked her if I could do that, and um, I'm pretty sure I broke her heart. Like, that's hard, right? I'm I'm pretty sure that's that's really hard to hear from your biological son. That, um, and I think the weekend after that, that's when I didn't see them again, but I got permission to go to England, right? So I'm thankful for that. Very thankful. Yeah. Gosh, I haven't thought about this in a while, so it's nice to talk to you guys about this. <laughs> this podcast might just be about my childhood. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about some happiness stuff just at the very end to bring me up again. Um, yeah, so I went to went to went to England with my mom, and and then some years flew by, and I believe what what age was it that I moved in with my mom I eventually moved in with my mom when I was 14 years old because um just some household stuff you know we me and my dad weren't um super wealthy growing up so um I went and moved with my mom who was doing pretty well for herself um owning a company at that point in her life and I stayed with her through like the rest of my high school life and through my university life and I probably never lived more than 10 minutes away from my dad because they just all conveniently lived really close together. So I was still super tight with my dad. And to this day, he's still my best friend. And the bond with my mom is one that I cherish so deeply. Um, but yeah, I guess that took me out of my childhood, huh? <laughs> it's interesting to think about how my childhood affected me to where I am today, like, how the heck did I get to Los Angeles, how the heck did I get into Gronish, like, this persistence that I have to not, to, to achieve my goals and my dreams, the ones that I care about deeply most anyway, you know, like, what, how did my childhood reflect into that, and I think my dad and my mom raised me both very well, very well to be a very kind, kind person, first and foremost, very polite and very humble person um, because no one is, you know, you're not bigger than anyone in the sense that we're all equal and give love because I've received a lot of love I received a lot of love, so I make sure that I really try and give as much love as I can and just to repay the world for giving me, like, the best parents ever. <laughs> like, how the heck did I get to Los Angeles and get to be on freaking Gronish? 
they gave me that, you know, or, or the world around me did too, but they provided me with the structure of like what world I was in for a lot of it. You know, technology boom and all that kind of stuff also helped, but you know, my dad, I would always watch growing up him achieving his dreams as a bodybuilder, a natural bodybuilder. So it's like no steroids, just eating and working out. And he would always come in first place, you know, I remember the thirds and the fourths, so not always, but he was just a monster with, not freaky, so this is a podcast, so I'm trying to describe this in the best way possible, but he was amazing at what he loved to do. That's what I wanted to be. That's kind of what I have now, you know, that I just love, and I'm just be, I'm just persistent that I will do things that I love to do and chase that happiness because my dad sure did. And now my father is married, and he's so happy. Like, look where he did. he ended up. I want to be like that. I want to be happy. I am happy, but I mean, like, I you know, he's just constantly achieving these these these. He's getting happier and happier, and I hope I can just keep on getting happier and happier in my life too. And my mom, she's extremely happy. She is deeply in love too with her, with her husband. And look at this. We got into happiness. Guys, like, maybe the best gift that somehow was imparted to me through everything that I went through with moving nearly 30 times and, you know, parents and divorces and biological parents and schools and everything, right? Like, if I, like I, it's all confusing. But somehow... Like, one of my favorite things about me is that I like to be really positive. And I think it's because, you know, there are worse things, I think. Yeah, maybe I didn't know my biological mom growing up, but I have an amazing mom out of it, you know? Maybe I didn't know my sister growing up, but the bond that I have with my sister now is just insane because it's like we're we i want to just cram i I just want to feel what it's like to have had a sister for the 24 years before i even met her i think i love her more than i would have than if i knew her my entire life and you know divorces or whatever like all of that and now my both my parents are happy that just tells me to keep on searching and keep on pushing to be happy because eventually you will find it guys my parents are the bomb <laughs> yeah they really are so that's kind of a good way to think about it you know if for anyone out there who's auditioning anyone who's um chasing whatever it is that they're looking for like just keep on going keep pushing keep driving and if you you can change what you want that makes you happy you can change that things in life change that's fine but chase that wanting to be happy and just be happy you know it's hard it's hard you can't just be happy but you can choose to see the positives i believe that you can, I, I don't believe that everyone's happy all the time. I'm not happy all the time. I have a conversation with this uh, really smart 
smart guy at the gym and he's like i don't you know why do you why are you so happy all the time like you can't be and i'm like i'm not it's like the hulk and the avengers <laughs> my secret is i'm not always happy but i do choose to always see the positives and things and i'm also a realist so i know all of the negatives and things but i choose to highlight the positives and things and i think when you're chasing whatever it is that you're chasing you got to highlight the positives whatever you're dealing with in your life you really got to look at what good comes out of anything or else you're just um you know sitting in the negatives and it's not what i want you know negatives and math they're really hard <laughs> i don't like that at all yeah choose to be positive guys right so my parents taught me and i think that's a great place to wrap it up on this anything and everything podcast with hi me jordan buhat you guys are amazing i i thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk to you guys in this kind of a way in this kind of a platform however it is that you are consuming this content you guys rock, all right? And I will uh, catch you on the flippy flip.